Yes, well, welcome to Bartley and Barnes, episode number 15. Very sporadic, scattered episodes, but yes, we made it to episode 15. How are you doing, Mr. Keith Barnes? Hanging in there, man. You know, uh, like I said, the world is insane. It needs to go ahead and just end. Uh, yeah. I, I, I posted, like, on Facebook. Uh, maybe Thanos had the right idea. <laughs> I saw that. I yeah. saw that. I didn't. I didn't know whether to like it or not because I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, I was like, are people gonna think that I agree with Thanos? <laughs> but um, yeah. But it's funny that I, we even have to worry about those kind of things nowadays. It's. Uh, I'm not gonna say who, but I've seen so many uh, things where people are finding old text messages, old tweets of people saying something that was inappropriate like years ago. And it's like, you can't even joke around with your friends anymore. Like people are going to find all your dirt and bring it up. So gotta be (laughs) careful these days, but man, we are here to escape all that nonsense and just have some good discussion about the things that we love. We're going to get into some cool stuff today. We're going to talk what you challenged me to last week our last episode, which was the Magic and Bird, A Courtship of Rivals documentary. We're going to talk a little bit about the NBA return, but our main topic today is what we want to see creatively from the Schneider Cut. We talked a lot about the Schneider Cut in general, about what the announcement means and how it affects the DC Universe and Warner Bros. plans, but we haven't really talked about what Zack Snyder's actually going to do in the movie, like creatively with the characters and the story and the special effects, whatever the case may be. So we're going to get into into that with the person we know most, I guess, enthusiastic about the situation, which is Gio Ramos. He will be joining us here soon. And that's then, up for of course, debate, though. Uh, that's, that's, that's been up for debate. Uh, for, yes, uh, it has. We're, uh, we're still deciding on uh, who's more of a, a DC fan, uh, me or Gio. But we'll bring Gio in in a little bit to talk about that in a second. Uh, according to him, it's not a competition. But uh, real quick, I do want to talk – Oh. One thing I want to talk about a couple of things we've been watching, but one important thing I finished the office finally. That's right, I yes. Finally finished the office, and all of it. We did uh, a while ago, we did our top shows of all time, and it was in your list, top 10 list, right? I believe. Yeah. And you, that show, and another show, like you couldn't decide what was your favorite sitcom of all time, basically. Uh, it was, I think it was Scrubs, yeah, maybe, but I, I can't remember how high did you have the office. Just overall, it was, that, it was in my top five. I know for sure. That's but, crazy. Uh, I can't remember where exactly. And have you have you rewatched it like at all? Not its entirety, but I've been watching. So I listened to the uh, Office Ladies podcast. Oh, I want to check that out. I want to check that with, out. Uh, Jenna Fisher and uh, Angela Kinsey, who play Pam and Angela on the show, and uh, they're going. You know, like a lot of people are doing now, they're going through each episode uh, one by one. And talking about it and it's really great it's so I'm, that's I awesome. highly recommend that yeah um, so, so I, I'll, I'll listen to oh go ahead oh no no go ahead i keep talking I'll just, I'll, just say, I'll just listen to i listen to that and then i'll whichever episode they're talking about they just finished uh or they just started excuse me uh season three so oh okay certain episodes uh, i'll listen to an episode of their thing and i'll go and watch that episode so i'm kind of been kind of in and out and sort of rewatching it with along with them yeah so uh like most shows, The Office has its ups and downs. Yes. Um, and I would say it just 
for a while it has it's just going up the whole time and then it has a dip and kind of just fluctuates from there um and we probably you could probably guess where that dip is when michael leaves it it oh, is yeah. hard when michael leaves it, it is but the thing is you're still attached to all those characters so like yeah. it's still entertaining in a way it's uh so yeah they went through a few bosses they tried you could tell they were trying a few different things uh, oh yeah uh i didn't really enjoy will ferrell that much on there no and honestly he wasn't even on it that long he no, was, was on a couple episodes but <laughs> he got injured doing that playing basketball and <laughs> yes that was that was ridiculous uh i didn't mind uh a lot of people couldn't stand uh, uh, uh james spader uh, james spader yeah. Oh, I loved him. I thought he was really funny. Yeah. He's hilarious. I really I he was, he yeah. was the best replacement uh, person that they brought in on the brought in on the show. Yeah, I thought I didn't mind Kathy Bates either. She was, you know. Oh yeah, she was, but she was never like working in the office. But she wouldn't right, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I, I thought Shane Spader was really funny. But yeah, a lot of people really didn't like that. Didn't like him. Oh, I loved him, Robert California, <laughs> and California. he was so like mysterious. I he was so cool though. Like, I don't understand the. I don't understand the the, the black eyed peas. Like it's oh. it's it's hip hop for people who don't like hip hop. <laughs> people who don't like pop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I love that. I love yeah, that. man. But I remember I told you when I first started watching The Office in season one. I wouldn't say Michael is a likable character in season one. one. If you remember, um, they only did. They didn't do that many episodes. It was a very short season. No. And you can tell there's a long time between season one and season two because they they shot it and they didn't think it was going to turn into anything. Yeah. And even uh, Steve Carell, he looks very different. Uh, in season two, he lost weight and his hair is coming back. So he uh, he looks a lot different. And maybe it's just that. Michael Scott is always inappropriate and racist and sexist. But when you first meet him, you're like, this guy's an a-hole. But then once you get to know him more, it's like you like him. But I I love the Michael Scott character now. Oh, yeah. Because he's actually very deep uh, in a way. And some of the best – I still watch The Office. When, like I just put it on when I go to bed. And I just love hearing Michael Scott talk to the camera. <laughs> It's yes. some of the best stuff. And I will say one of, I mean, we could talk forever about the office, but one of the uh, best episodes for me and most insightful episodes on the Michael character for me was when he showed that video of him as a child on a kid's TV show. Do you remember that episode? I don't. I don't remember that. So he is, uh, oh, it's bring your, it's when it's bring your daughter to work day. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and and uh, not Angela, but who's the redhead lady, the the crazy drunk one? Uh, uh, Meredith. Yeah. So Meredith brings her son, but it's bring your daughter to work, work day, and he's like, "Hey kids, did you know I was on a child's children's TV show when I was younger?" And they show it, and and the he, they're asking him a question, and they're like, uh, "If you had one wish, what would it be?" And he was like, "I wish I had I w- had a wife and a hundred kids, so that way I could make them all be my friends, and nobody could say no to being my friend." And then it's like an awkward silence, and yeah. it's like so sad. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a That's theme. His, his loneliness. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So you feel really happy for him when he actually does. You meet. Like, oh, I do. I love Holly. I love them great. together. Like yeah, me too. 
I don't really I couldn't name I couldn't name more than five on-screen relationships in movies or television that I actually like enjoy watching and is yeah. believable and they are one of them. Oh, listen, this show has two of them because for Jim and Pam and Oh yeah, Jim and Pam well, too is uh, a good one, especially at first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's one of the things they did uh they rewrote uh, the character of Michael from season one. They rewrote him and uh, made him a little bit more, like you said, a little more uh, uh, relatable, somewhat relatable, yeah, uh, and less less unlikable. And then, uh, yeah, uh, the showrunners they decided they need to make the show right right around uh, before season two. They're like, we need to make Jim and Pam like their their relationship the centerpiece of the show. Oh, okay. And so, and that, I kind of just went from there and. The episode uh, in season two, or no, season two, no, uh, the episode where Michael left, um, and he didn't tell anybody that he was leaving. He was moving to Colorado to live with Holly, and uh, that scene, and it's one of the sweetest things he ever. You know, he didn't tell anyone in the office that he was leaving. He didn't want them to make a big deal. Um, he had a hard time with the goodbyes, and he, you saw at the end how he just told Jim finally, and Pam was out the whole episode trying to get stuff together. Oh yeah. Uh, and you see how when he was finally leaving, he took off his microphone and all this stuff and was walking through the tarmac. And how Pam, can't you see her come running into the frame to say goodbye to him? Because uh, he thought, thought that uh, she was going to miss him. Uh, Jenna Fisher was telling a story on the podcast how they didn't they didn't tell him. Uh, they didn't tell him that she was coming. Oh, like so on the show? Him. Yeah, yeah. He had He did not know that she was going to be there. Oh, so he thought that his character was wasn't going to be able to say bye to her. Yeah, and he was just walk. He was actually just walking off. And the director—it was actually Paul Feig actually directed that episode. He had directed. Oh, I did bunch. see his name pop up a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He directed a bunch, a bunch of episodes. But uh, yeah, he directed the episode. Uh, yeah, he just he told her, like, just uh, just just walk up to him, ask Jenna, and tell Steve how much you're going to miss him. You know. So that's what she said to him. But uh, yeah, they didn't tell him that she he, he didn't know that she was going to be there and say anything. So when yeah, because well, so she runs up to him, he's genuinely like, "Oh my gosh, hey!" Yeah, they have a really special relationship on the show. Yeah. as well, and like when she had the art show, and he was the only one who showed mm -hmm. up from the office, up, things yeah. like that. And well, yeah. and she le when he leaves Dunder Mifflin, she goes with him too. Mm -hmm. Remember, yeah. and her Ryan uh, and I just got a paper company, dude. There, look. We could talk more about the office because there's so many great characters. Like Ryan and Kelly are ridiculous, yeah. and uh, who the hell is Creed? Creed is just the craziest character ever. He's great, yeah, I love Meredith yeah. is crazy. Yeah. They're just all Angela. Like I, there's so many characters that I love, and I yeah. look. I was one of those people that like the office isn't that great, you know. Before <laughs> I watched it, yeah. like I had seen episodes before, you know, random episodes. Yeah, I was one of those people, and I just I can't believe it's. I love it. It's one of my favorite shows now. And <laughs> I, like, as soon as I finished the season finale, right away I stopped. I watched episode one again because oh, yeah. I was like, no, I, I I'm not done with this show. I just watched. I it did that. Again. I did that exact same thing. I and then it because it's it still so, on when I was watching. It's still so far away from each other that like, it's yeah. so long ago that you watched episode one. So it's it's all good. But yes. Yeah. Uh, I I love The Office. There's so many great characters, so many more things I want to talk about, but we we can't waste the whole show on that. Um, 
but yeah, a couple other things I started watching. So I started watching Dexter, which is something that people had told me to watch for years. Have you ever seen it? I have. Yes. You watched the whole series? I watched the whole thing. No, no, not the whole series, but I've, I've, uh, in and out. So I, I've heard like later seasons aren't as good and things like that. Um, but season one, dude, season one, I was so hooked. Like the first episode, uh, what happens in the first episode, how it ends. I, I'm hooked and I watch that show every day. Like I can't wait to get home to watch it. I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, I started watching community as well. Have you, you know, do you know what community is? Never. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've never watched it. I, I had heard about it, but I, I never watched it before. And it stars like Joel McHale. It has uh, Gillian Jacobs, Allison Brie, Donald Glover. Um, what's his name from uh, the Vacation movies? The comedian from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he, uh, he's in it. So, uh, little fun show. I started watching like the first four episodes. It's actually pretty funny. Like it's in that. It's kind of in that similar like Office Parks and Rec vein. It's not a docu like a mockumentary, but it, it kind of feels like that kind of show. So I, I recommend it if you're looking for a fun little comedy, but ha- anything else you've been watching? No, not as far as uh, shows. Like I said, I need to pick up, we, well, we're both talking, I need to pick up on a uh, better call Saul. Uh, I'm hesitant to start watching anything else. Cause I, I want to start watching that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So uh, you haven't started yet. No, I haven't started it yet. No. Okay. Let's, we should start it like at the same time so we can, yeah, Maybe do like a like a review of it each episode or something. We can make it like a segment on our show, something like that. Cool. Well, uh, let's get into the warm up. Uh, so normally we do like just a, a random sports topic or whatever is most relevant in sports going on right now. But since my homework assignment was to watch Magic and Bird: A Courtship of Rivals, we're just gonna go ahead and place it right here in the sports section. And well, let's uh, amend that because he slightly. So if you were watching our last episode, I, I I assigned you to watch the movie Sunshine. Oh, you're right. You are right. Correct. And then a couple of days later, and then in between, well, I, then I saw that you got challenged on Apocalypse Now. And I don't want to have to watch two movies, you know, uh, even though there was two weeks between our shows. But I figured uh, coming off of uh, The Last Dance, you probably enjoy it. And you will love the movie Sunshine. But we'll get to that later. I figured yeah. you probably like this Magic and Bird doc better. So I changed that. I changed it to, uh, yeah, watch the Magic and Bird documentary on HBO. Dude, thank you. Yes. Not that, I, <laughs> not that I'm not going to enjoy Sunshine. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. But thank you. I Because yeah. when I finished The Last Dance, I felt like something was missing in my life. Right. Because I knew, that was yeah, – I knew this would be perfect. That was such a crazy thing. Because we were all in quarantine, right, for two months or whatever. And that – the last dance was like the only thing to look forward to every week. And then I watched this documentary. I'm so glad I watched this documentary courtship of rivals. Amazing. Mm -hmm. If you, if you're a basketball fan, if you like the last dance, whatever, watch this documentary. Look, I knew a lot. I knew mostly everything. I knew a lot about magic Johnson because he puts himself out there. You know, his personality He's on TV all the time. He's mm-hmm. Magic Johnson. I did not know that much about Larry Bird. Right. I have a whole new perspective, uh, mm-hmm. new uh, respect for Larry Bird. Yeah. And I always knew he was one of the greats. Like, no question about it. You just look, 
you have to look at his accolades, his championships, MVPs, stats, everything. But to get to know the kind of player he was and the kind of person he was is amazing. One of the fastest, one of the fastest dudes that ever step on an NBA court. He was so uh, – his upbringing and everything was just so unique. Yeah, right. He's, uh, yeah. And he's a very tough player in a mm-hmm. player that – I mean, they talk about it, did not want to see a, a white boy – Balling right. in the NBA, they and he was all, yeah. all the players said they even admitted they were like sure. he can't play like mm-hmm. yeah so I I'm so grateful for that and their whatever their relationship is is very special because it how often do these guys they play in college in the champ national championship and then they're both rookies. And then they're both fighting for championships every year. Like we don't, I don't know if there's been anything like that before. Where well, and just the fact that one of them is on is on the Lakers, one of them's on the Celtics. Exactly, These like the two already traditional rivals. Right. It's, it's, it's yeah. almost like it was planned and and everything. It's yeah. crazy, and I, I I loved this documentary. It was so insightful. Like I I want to find every basketball documentary ever made and watch them all because <laughs> I want to know more about other legendary players. To be honest, because I'll give you another one. If you want. Like I don't, I only know. Like I, I grew up watching basketball in the two th- early two thousands. You know, late nineties, early two thousands. So, like my, my kind of basketball knowledge sets in like around like ninety seven and and on. And this is like right after their careers ended, in a way, uh, a little bit after that. So, I, yeah, this was look, I. Magic, the Magic Johnson stuff was awesome too, but I, for me, what I took away is just learning about Larry Bird because a lot of people they know his name, they know he played for the Celtics, but a lot of people don't know a lot about him. Right. And I didn't know how closed off he was mm-hmm. because now he's, you know, he, I forget is he still president of the Pacers? No, no, no. He, uh, actually, I'm not sure. I think he so, actually might. You no, know, he coached the Pace Pacers he like he coached for just so, three years, and that was it. I always figured he was always so involved in everything. But he yeah. wasn't necessarily. He, I think, uh, yeah, I think he still might be in their front office. Actually, now, now, yeah. yeah, I thought he retired from that. And now, like, I would say, like, Larry Bird now as a like where in right now he seems very like confident because he knows he's a legend. But seeing how shy he was and how quiet he was growing yeah. up as a young man, yeah. I could see like who Larry Bird is now when I look at yeah. him as a who he is now. So. It, it was awesome, man. Oh, and just knowing, and everybody will tell you, anybody, he's the biggest, uh, biggest, one of the biggest trash talkers of all time. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know it, like you said, because he, but anybody that played with or against him, oh no, he was, and and he would go, out, he would tell you what he was going to do. Like he would come out of the huddle and <laughs> tell the opposing player, whoever's guarding him, this is the play, what play they're about to do, and he would still do it. And that's crazy. Shot, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I thought, I yeah, was really stuff about his dad, which was really obviously real sad. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, seeing it, like you said, how, how he came up. But the interesting thing for me in that doc uh, was him talking about just why he is the way he is, just about race and stuff. Like, it just, that stuff never mattered to me. How he said, you know, his dad worked at, uh, I think, uh, worked at the hotel or whatever, and he would play. You know, the, some of the, 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 the cooks and other, like, the help at the hotel were all mostly black, obviously. And uh, they would go play basketball, and they would let him uh, let him play with them. You know, they're all older. He was 
you know, teenager uh, at the time, which was 11, 12, 13 years old, and they were all older, uh, playing at the basketball court, and they would let them let play. And that's how he learned how to play, you know, playing with those guys. And you, you could tell, <laughs> seeing how he is, but that's just how uh, he said he just never forgot that. And uh, the other crazy thing about him, was just, and I love the story about how they became friends, how him and Magic actually became friends, shooting that commercial. Uh, that converse. Oh, that was great. That was great. That was a great story. Uh, <clears throat> but he ended his doggone career because he hurt his back repaving his mother's. Oh, I know. So that's the crazy thing how he would always do all his yard work and he would do yeah. all this physical labor by himself. And, yes. and most, most superstars, most famous people, do not do anything not like that. So, no. so can you imagine if he didn't? physically drain himself outside of the yes. basketball court, he probably would have won another championship or something. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Because because this happened in like 86 or something like that. He, he was still he, young he, for an NBA player. Exactly. Right. He, he was never the same after that. Because even when I, I started getting into the NBA, him and Magic were both kind of at the end you know, of their careers, you could tell. Um, uh, you know, but even so, I think they were still in their early 30s, you know, around that time. I mean, Bird, I know when Magic retired from because of HIV. Well, that's like, crazy that. 32 or 33. All these things, right? And then they both had to retire earlier than they should have. Right. As well. Should have, exactly. Exactly, exactly. You know, so, and I, I just, I remember for me watching Larry Bird, I just remember him laying on the floor on the court. Mm -hmm. Like I was sitting on the bench, laying, laying on the stomach because of his back. He couldn't sit in the chairs. Uh, you know, so I like I said, I caught him, him and Mikhail and all those guys at the end. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, this this is one of my uh, probably for basketball documentaries. Uh, this was probably my favorite, um, just kind of aside from the Last Dance, obviously. But uh, there's another really great one I'll tell you about maybe for your next assignment. But, uh, yeah, this was really good. I'm glad Dude, you like, knew you would. I mean, it is such it is a, such a like uh, fairy tale. This fairy tale rivalry. It really is yeah. because I, I believe, like, Magic Johnson, they won the championship his rookie year, right? Right. And then Larry Bird wins the next year. He won the he won the NCAA title, beat Bird in the title game, and then went, yeah. he won the NBA title the next year. And the then they played each other twice in the finals, which is crazy. I just – it's so good. Like, I – Again, just like the last dance, this documentary made me appreciate NBA so much more. Like, I can't wait for basketball to come back. And speaking of that, a perfect segue. Um, the NBA is returning on July 1st or July 31st. Sorry, no, don't get too excited. <laughs> July 31st, they're going, they're going to be holding it at a venue in Florida, I believe. Orlando. Yeah. Oh, Orlando. And uh, we're going to go ahead and bring Gio in now to join us in this conversation because we know he's a basketball fan and he's a Celtics fan and a Larry Bird fan. So let's bring Gio in. What is up, man? Uh oh, we can't hear you. He, he, he never saw Larry. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's up, man? How you guys doing? Pretty good. We were just talking about uh, Larry Bird. Oh yeah, the uh, greatest three three-point three shooter ever. Ah. Should have had uh, should have had four rings, but uh, three three will three is better than zero. <laughs> should have had four. What do you mean? Should have had four? 
should have had four rings if uh, he didn't get injured. No, if he didn't get injured uh, so early, he probably should have had a fourth. I don't know. I feel like those Detroit, those bad boy Pistons got away with a lot. Uh, they, they would have, they would have beaten them eventually though. Uh, but yeah, you're probably, you're definitely right. If he hadn't got hurt and also too, to remember, um, I don't know if you guys know about this, but the Celtics got the number one pick in 88, I think it was, and got Len Bias, who is the top college player in the country. One of the most tragic stories ever, man. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, I think it's a 30 about that as well. Mm -hmm. If they would have had him and that big man, yeah, they would have won a couple more titles for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, Gio, you got to check out this Magic and Bird documentary, man. You Like, if you're uh, – I mean, you are a Celtics fan, so do, it changed my whole perspective on Larry Bird for sure because I already knew most about Magic, but it's just – you got to check it out. Definitely yeah. will, yeah. Yeah, so we know, we got you here for the Schneider Cut discussion for sure, of course, but we know you're a basketball fan, so we just found out basically today that it's official. The NBA is going to be returning on July 31st, and – so 22 teams are coming back. Uh, I believe there's there's more on the West. There's nine on the East. 13 the on the West. Rest are on yeah. the West, and they're all. There's going to be a play. Uh, they're going to play for the eighth seed, basically, in, on each conference, as, as far yeah. as I know. So, what do you got? How do you guys feel about this? It's interesting. I'm glad they came up with a plan. I was a little bit worried uh, for a while that they weren't going to be able to figure this out. But uh, it's the best they could do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know how I feel about 13 yeah, teams in the West. Than not return. Right, right. Uh, f- for sure. And this is, uh, is going to be interesting. Obviously, the top seeds – um, are going to have something to play for. You know, they got to get their basketball legs back. And, you know, you, you just don't come out of a pandemic and, you know, weeks without playing and then just expect to be running at full speed. Um, I don't think they've decided yet exactly how to give the top seeds uh, some benefit because obviously they're not going to have home court advantage. Some things that were mentioned included – a hotel of their choice, giving them the possessions, uh, the, the starting the quarters, each quarter, second, third, fourth, uh, with the them having the possession, the ball, so more possessions, Smart. or more coaches' challenges, and it'll be interesting to see exactly what they mm-hmm. decide to do. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm happy they have a plan. I'm I'm excited to see it coming back, and you know, a lot of people are saying. Maybe, maybe this is uh, NBA's way of getting Zion, forcing Zion into the conversation. You I've know, heard because because no, that's true. Well, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, yeah, I think that's definitely the case. <laughs> well, because they're they're losing a lot of they lost a lot of TV revenue just from all oh, the yeah. games that that were canceled. You know, and they got to f- find a way to make it up. You know, um, sure. Adam Silver has said time and time again they want to do a seven-game series from the first round all the way up until the finals. And mm-hmm. so that's a lot of basketball between July 31st, including the eight games, till October. Um, but Mid-October. 
Yeah, I'm just like you guys. I'm I'm just as excited. I, I can't wait to see how this is all gonna unfold. Yeah, I can't wait, man. I'm like I'm so stoked. I I just this has made me appreciate sports more than ever. Just not being able to have them. You never like you never appreciate what you have till it's gone, and that's it's the truth. I I miss sports, so I'm I am super stoked for that. I can't. Can you imagine that first night that the NBA is back? It's gonna be like an event. Like we're, it's, it's going to be yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's going to, yeah, it's, it's going to be either very impressive or very wrong. It could go one of two ways, much like the NFL draft draft because there won't be fans at these games. That's true. How are they going to awkward and weird? Yeah. How are they going to, are we going to get the hair to players mic'd up? You know, uh, is there going to be a TV delay uh, to, you know, cause you know, players get emotional, well, you know, we're going to be able to hear them and we're going to be able to, the refs are going to be able to hear everything too. Well, they, they do that anyway. They do that uh, now with the, the, it's on like five or seven second delays or whatever, because of that, because microphones do, even with crowds, like they, you'll pick up, you know, you'll pick up some <laughs> language. Man, those guys, <laughs> whoever has to do that, like block it out or whatever, they must be fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's teams of them. You ever seen those control rooms, man? It's, it's, you got the guys out in the truck outside the stadium, and then they got the control rooms with the networks. And yeah, there's teams of guys doing that, but, um, uh, people, uh, doing that. But, uh, yeah. Well, I think they're going to pump in, they'll probably in stadium, in stadium, like crowd noise. I know that's one thing I keep, keep hearing. Uh, uh, <laughs> television effect you know because they it's again that's another nfl does that nfl stadiums do that they pump in crowd noise in addition to the actual really yes yeah 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 especially the colts uh, in indianapolis that state that indoor place it's already loud in there and then they pump in additional crowd noise to give their team an advantage you know interesting uh, yeah so uh which you know it's hard to hear in those huddles and stuff so it, uh yeah they do that so they're going to do that um, but it'll be you know, just like watching a game. You ever watch one of those? Uh, I don't know those kind of those smaller. Like we go to ESPN U, you'll watch those smaller like uh, college basketball games. Where oh, it's very quiet. Like you can, like a, yeah. We're gonna hear the, the sneaker screech noise so much. It'll be like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna be sneakers and whistles. That's what we're gonna hear. I really thought that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, and you'll hear the full. Boom, boom, bouncing the balls throughout the entire <laughs> entire place, but I'm surprised. I was thinking that they would let small groups of fans in and distance them because I know baseball was talking about that. But I guess not. I guess it's just no, like, because because you you have to think that that's 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 more money for testing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. I totally get it. You know. Um, I mean, so, at least they get some of that TV revenue back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 and fully, you know, our kings are going to get in there, thankfully. Or well, mine, Ty, you, and take your dumb Lakers. And- well, can we talk about that real quick? Well, the kings it. have a chance, and they your Wizards have a chance, right? Ooh, I was shocked to see that. I oh, wow, the, the Wizards in there. Maybe John Wall come back. Yeah. So, yeah. so the way the standings are now. Teams, Keith. <laughs> Listen, I grew up literally watching them both evenly, even amount of time in my life, both. So, 
<laughs> no, it's okay. I'm I'm the one. I, I usually actually am okay with people having multiple teams. But what were you well, saying, Gio, about the seating? The cities where I'm from. That's the only. That's why I, I give myself a pass. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because, uh, from what I read, if the eighth seed is not ahead of the ninth seed by four games, then the eighth and ninth seed have a a playoff. Single elimination playoff or something like that. I believe it's double elimination. Uh, the, oh, I think it's double for the eighth seed and single for the ninth, right? Something like that. Right. So the eighth seed would have to lose twice in that play in that playoff against the ninth seed. And or if the eighth seed wins once, then they're in. Wow. Yeah. That's that pretty, is, it's, yeah. it's kind of like I'd be kind of pissed if I was an eighth seed. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I, I, th- I think it's fair. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it is fair to those teams that were just on the cusp of making it. Right. right. That's what, and that's what you know, Kings and Blazers and their Memphis, they're off and New Orleans. So we're talking about the, or the uh, Pelicans. It would be uh, cool if the Kings get in because, like, that's our hometown, but it sucks the one year they get in. If they did get in, the one year they get in, we can't go to the games. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Because I. Know. I Look, if it under normal circumstances, if the Kings made the playoffs, I'm going to that first round yeah. game. I don't care how much it cost. Yeah, Kings in the playoffs. It's, it's. I don't know if you guys were here at the time, but that's man. <laughs> a lot of fun. It's a real, real yeah. different energy in the city when the Kings. Are in the I mean, playoffs, it's so going to be interesting to, to to see. I mean, you got Memphis and then Portland three games back, New yeah. Orleans, Sacramento four games back. San Antonio five games and Phoenix six games back. NBA freaking uh John Morant's on the Grizzlies, right? Yeah. Yes. They just want a rookie of the year showdown for the playoff spot. The yeah. last <laughs> That's what they, <laughs> they do. Uh so really well, right before everything happens. Who, well. who is losing to the Lakers in the finals? Quick question. Uh, it depends on who they're playing on 2K. Um, because that's, oh, that's really damn, if they're not getting past the Clippers. Clippers will, Clippers will beat them, I think. Hmm? I don't think so. Clippers. No, dude, LeBron is so hungry. He is, yeah. Hold the one thing about pull that, pull the, it off, but. the one thing about the Lakers, they have a lot of size this season. Well, yeah, you got Braun Davis, you got Dwight Howard playing insane. Like he looks, he looks, he looks five years younger. The problem though with them is that when it was, and it was happening throughout the season, right up until everything ended. But when LeBron goes to the bench, like their offense just stalls. Like they just right. don't really, even with Anthony Davis out there, like they just don't really, they don't really get a whole lot, a whole lot going, going on offensively. And their defense is quite suspect. You know, uh, Anthony Davis was de- doing pretty well. Um, he was definitely running for best player of the year, but outside of him, like they were not very good defensively at all. Um, so yeah, I don't we'll know. see. They're definitely not perfect. It's going to be fun. I'm just glad the season's returning because if they yeah. let's say they cancel the season, that means LeBron's getting another year older. Anthony's Davis yeah. is contracted right. up. Does that mean they just he can just become a free agent now? That you free know. Agency? But if they just cancel the season, then 
What if he leaves? He never got a chance, you know. Anthony, Anthony Davis did decline earlier uh, in the year. The the four year uh, max offer that the Lakers yeah. uh, offered. Oh, he wants. I think he, he wants to be a free agent. Well, no, I mean it's that, but there's also the five year extension where he can make a lot more. So oh, yeah. I think a lot of people saw that coming. But how about the Clippers? <laughs> they signed Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to a two plus. Uh, player option third year like if this season got canceled they're probably the biggest losers because now they only have one guaranteed year with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George yeah so overall it's good that that it's returning but let's get to the main topic of today's show uh we are talking the Snyder Cut Maybe probably the last time we're talking Snyder Cut, all right, Gio? No. The last time we're talking Snyder Cut until the movie comes out. Uh, Uh, Wouldn't that be nice? My point is, I thought it would be cool to talk about what we actually want to see in the movie. Because we've discussed, like, beat it into the ground about the announcement and what it means. But what do we want to see like specifically in the movie? And, Gio, I'll, I'll let you take this one first, man. I mean, let's start with the characters that we were supposed to see, if not supposed to see more of. Martian Manhunter, which there was a lot of speculation for years that Harry Lennox, who plays uh, the general uh, in Batman v Superman and Man of Steel, was secretly Martian Manhunter. I mean, that that, that cast makes so much sense. It's so perfect. And then you got... Uh, you got Darkseid, the big baddie, who is supposed to make a, an appearance in the movie that was supposed to lead up to the Justice League movies afterwards. Um, even the guy playing uh, Darkseid, Ray Porter, I believe his name is, um, teasing that, yeah, I was supposed to be in the Ju- Justice League movie, the original cut, the Snyder cut. And then you have... Uh, Deathstroke, who made a little after after credits, if you want to count that. But the whole tease of an action sequence where he breaks uh, Lex Luthor out of prison. I mean, that was being compared to Batman's warehouse scene. And can you imagine, like, after that, the, the planned movie between those two? Deathstroke and Batman. I mean, we'll just start off with that. I just, I just want to see the characters that were supposed to be in the movie. How Jordan's Green Lantern? A lot of speculation there. Yeah, no, that would be awesome, man. I mean, I we heard a lot of things leading up to it, and you could tell there's things missing when you watch that movie. Uh, so, Keith, man, what like? I know you're not the most passionate about. Snyder cut, but we're getting it. So, what do you want to see from this new version? Uh, <laughs> well, if if they're, I know that they're talking about, and it seemed a little shoehorned in, but you know what they were going to do with Superman, making him a little bit more, uh, a little more lighter, a little more. Uh, uh, more of the, more of the Superman we're kind of used to. Not necessarily Christopher Reeve, but 
just the world being a more accepting of Superman and uh, more, uh, I guess, I guess you could say appreciative, not appreciative, but just, you know, I mean, like, just hey, Superman's here, he's going to save us, you know, that sort of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, the both movies treat him like, uh, like he's the we hate him. What is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, I like to see, and certainly from not just this, but just going forward, period. And hopefully, if if Cowboy remains on, definitely would like to see a, a more. Uh, let's get Superman right, please. Well, <laughs> like no, it's that that was the the plan. If you remember, at the end of Batman v Superman, they're all crying over the loss of Superman. Like he's finally been accepted well, by yeah, humanity as a hero after he and dead. that was the, they, and how much they hate him. <laughs> Uh, I, do they really hate him in Man of Steel? I don't. I don't. They they, they well, barely debate, know that he's a debate of like whether he's you know bad or good, not bad or good, but whether he's bad for our planet or good for our planet. Right. Those type of things, and that's one of the things I love oh. about Man of Steel and and Batman v Superman is like the the news reports and how the real world is dealing with Superman and all the events going on. I, I love that stuff, and I mean. Uh, the main thing I do want to see from Justice League is the the Superman character completely redone from what it was done in the original version, theatrical version of Justice League. I, we we know kind of what we're gonna get. We're probably gonna get the black suit. I, I would assume we're definitely getting the black suit. It's gonna be awesome. Is, I, yeah, I don't want this thing where Superman comes out and the Justice League are fighting him. I don't. I don't want that. that like they did in the movie. So I want. Look. Agree. Okay. The more and more I think about this, I think it's going to be a comp- almost a completely different movie. Like just, oh, it is going to be a completely different movie for sure. <laughs> this is what I want. I want. I don't want Steppenwolf in the movie at all. Like pr- the actor who they got to voice him was great for the voice, but I just either redo his uh, CGI or whatever, or do motion capture or whatever, or get him out of there somehow. That's or the plan. Him- Make him not the main villain. Make Darkseid the main villain, and Steppenwolf is just kind of this this sidekick or or whatever. And uh, I want Batman. I want Bruce Wayne and Batman more consistent with the BVS version than the uh, Justice League version. They they change the character in that movie, and not only do they have the the cheesy trying to be funny one lines. I don't not like you, those type of things. They just kind of, he doesn't seem the same. Like in BBS, like he's driven, he's passionate, like he's got this mission and he's so dedicated to it. And then it just doesn't, he's kind of just like not in it. And maybe that's Ben Affleck's losing some of his passion for the character since, since then. But uh, I don't know. I, I definitely want to see the Batman character reworked. Uh, uh, one of the best things from the theatrical Justice League version was that flashback battle scene. Can we get more of that, please? Can we get an extended version of that? That would be pretty awesome. Uh, I I don't want Lois Lane involved in in the battle scenes. <laughs> like I don't. I hate when the mortal character is just like running around while all the battles are going on because I'm like, you're gonna die. So just get out of there. And I hope the opening of the movie isn't like a song montage. Like the (laughs) original cut was. So 
those are some of the things that I, I want changed. Well, yeah, go, going off of Ben Affleck's uh, Batman, I, I don't think we'll get the exact same Batman from BVS because, I, I mean, a, lo- a lot of... A well, lot not of, the exact same, but well, I want right. uh, that character, like how Zack Snyder saw it was going to have him be in, in Justice League, basically. Right. Uh, I, I would have to imagine it's a lighter tone, but still the same, you know, core of, of who... Ben Affleck's Batman is, you know, he's an aged uh, vigilante Cape Crusader who's been doing it for a long time. Um, and you can clearly see in the theatrical version that they, they tried to just try to make him more funny, I guess. Um, well, those are definitely some of the rewrites. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. Um, and they said in the uh, initial uh, reports for Justice League that Cyborg was supposed to be the heart of the movie. I think the biggest thing that I want is this movie to open the doors for solo films, for sequels like Man of Steel 2 or Man of Tomorrow, a Cyborg solo movie, uh, get people excited for a Flash movie again. And potentially, well, could be a flashpoint where the Atlanteans and the Amazonians are, you know, facing off against each other. I think that'd be pretty cool to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, that'd be awesome. I don't know. I don't know about the see. You're doing it. You're doing the thing that. Look, solo. Forget about the solo movies of this character, and that character. We got this trouble in the first place. Okay. <laughs> Let's just make this movie good. See what happens. Because remember, they're still they're gonna they're gonna do Flashpoint. We have we don't even still don't even know what they're gonna do with where, where they're, just yeah, all this is going. Yeah, which so. is interesting because they're gonna release the Snyder Cut. That's obviously gonna have Ezra Miller in it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And who knows? Yeah, with him, who knows what's gonna happen? But um, yeah, I just want to just, just make this one good, watchable. Yeah, I agree. Average. I think it will be. <laughs> I, I think it will yeah. be. I think it's going to be a overall general like positivity around it. I think so. It should be. You know, you're going to get a lot of you know Zack Snyder slow motion, uh, <laughs> slow motion stuff. But just he's like we talked about it on on Nerd Nation. Like just he's got the benefit of hindsight certainly. And I think he he's got a, hopefully a, a good grasp on what he wants, and they're giving him. Seems like they're giving him the free reign to do. To, to you know, uh, execute his vision as best he can, and so uh, yeah, I think it, I, I'm actually the more, like I said at first, I was like, I don't, care, I don't care about this, but now I'm actually the more we kind of think about it, the more stuff comes out about it. I'm like, all right, let's let's, let's see. I want let's, let's see what you got, man. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys heard, but the guy I don't know his name, but he's he's a higher up in Warner Brothers, and he's actually in charge of Max. He said that. He way more than only cost thirty million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that like probably be, be like seventy, eighty million to be honest. And if they're putting that much money into it, to yeah, me, man. they're kind of they're really letting him make his movie. I'm telling you, as which which leads to and you maybe you're right. Maybe they will do some actual uh, principal photography. Like, yeah, I think they will. Just yeah, with the actors like. 
know, they might actually <laughs> reshoot some stuff. Yeah, I think they will because by the time they're it doesn't come out till 2021. So All right. movies are I think movies are starting to shoot soon. Like I well, they were going to. I don't know if they are right now, but relatively soon movies will be able to shoot. So they'll have time to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because we still don't know when. Like it just it just said 2021. It could be late 2021 for all we know, exactly. right? I mean, we don't even I'd rather them take their time with it and get it right for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Are we gonna see uh the beard or no? Is it gonna are they gonna be <laughs> are they just gonna reshoot all Superman stuff? They should. <laughs> uh I, I think so. I yeah. I don't see why not. Um there's been versions of him with a beard. I mean, I don't know why they didn't just do that. I think. But, uh, like leave it on, leave the mustache on. There's a lot of I have a lot of questions why they that. did this and that. Because Superman yes. was dead, right? So his mustache was growing while he was in the coffin. <laughs> he had the beard in Man of Steel. He had the begin when he was uh, when he was uh, rescuing in the, the guys beginning in on the oil rig. Yeah, 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 man. So I don't even know why it was whatever. No big deal, but. but yeah. uh, to your point, Keith, I, I think uh, we're going to get a much better executed uh, transition of the Superman character uh, transformation um, into that, you know, Superman that we we all know and love. You know, yeah. um, I don't know. I have to imagine that th that he fights the Justice League because that was shot by Snyder <laughs> himself. So. Um, Oh, was that scene? That was, oh. yeah. So maybe you get him in a black suit fighting, black or maybe suit. he shows up in, in at the end in a black suit. Yeah, no, it, that wouldn't make sense. He he fights them in a black suit because he, he's just going to rise and ha coincidentally have the black suit on, you know? Oh, like, yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> see that happening. Same way, because like, he's in his... Uh... The suit is in that ship, and he's in that ship. We you know when they revive him, so I mean it's possible. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah, possibly, but yeah, by, far, by far, cyborg. I I, I want to I want to see more of what was shot already um, regarding him, and you know, Someone playing football. Remember the trailer? He's playing football. Yep, he's playing that. football. He's a football player. Like, that's the whole with with his family, you know, figuring out that his powers are not a curse and actually a gift as they kind of talked about in in yeah. the theatrical version. But yeah. We'll see. They're putting a lot of money into it and for me that's a good sign. If you're going to do this thing, don't do it, you know. Don't don't half ass it or go cheap. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm curious about that. Wasn't that the football game? Wasn't between Gotham, the Gotham, whatever, versus Gotham Metropolis <laughs> University, Gotham University, or and Batman v Superman? It was Gotham and oh, Metropolis. Oh. I thought it was this. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, the ultimate cut. Okay. okay, okay. Oh, I also got to mention Junkie XL's score. So from, he's uh, he's coming back for this, or? Oh yeah. Okay. He, uh, he new score. Well, the score that was already made before they came, before Whedon brought in Elfman, Dan Danny Elfman, and just mm. decided to go nostalgic, which right. <laughs> worked for a time, but, yeah, you it know. Yeah. It's the same, it's the same argument. Why people say, you know, why, why do we get another 
Batman Origin and Batman v Superman. We've already seen it. Well, why are you including the same scores? We've already heard it. Uh, yeah, I, nah, I agree. Yeah, the cool thing is that now people love Jason Momoa as Aquaman. And because we've had his solo movie, it made over a billion dollars. It, you know, bona fide hit right there. And I don't know if they're going to shoot new scenes or not, but just the positivity around that character can only be a good thing. And Wonder Woman 84 is hopefully going to come out before this. I mean, it's still coming out in August, which that is so exciting. That's an exciting thought. Uh, so I, I think the DC properties are in a different place than they were when this movie came out. So it, we'll see how it goes, man. I'm, I just want them, look, I want them to handle Superman, right? That's my main, that's my main concern. Here, man. It was a cyborg, which is a, a legitimate concern because this is the only like a lot. Nobody knows who cyborg is like just general audiences. And that's the one character where you got to give him a little bit more love there in the movie. No, I, I agree. And I, I think, uh, fans are going to be very happy for where this Superman is going as long as it's executed better, because trust me, they, they got what they asked for in the theatrical version, but it just wasn't executed. Right. I mean, the, I, I believe in truth, but I'm also a fan of justice. So I'm just like, Oh God, really? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's yeah. definitely those forced lines for sure. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Well, any last thoughts guys on the, the Snyder cut and what we want to see? Um, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, whether it's a four hour cut or a six chapter, uh, mini series. Um, I, I, I don't four hours. Oh man. What? I don't know about that. It's there. This is not the Irish man because this is superheroes. We actually are, are entertained by that stuff and not just after old, old guys pause it, talking, turn it off. And the next day, watch another hour. And then there, it's a miniseries. Right, you're going to get superheroes talking. You're going to get four hours of Ezra Miller going, well, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do. Just run in here and put, come on. <laughs> Most of that was Whedon. Most of that was Whedon. So another thing, real quick, if you guys have never seen Doom Patrol, so Cyborg is in Doom Patrol. Yeah, I saw it. It's on HBO Max. I, mean, I want to watch character that. in Doom Patrol is great amazing like look yeah. schneider the justice league version of cyborg didn't he didn't get a fair chance right so i'm not gonna ray fisher is great and ray fisher is probably a better actor than the guy on doom patrol but the guy on doom patrol is great as well that mm. the guy on the doom patrol version of cyborg is the best cyborg i've ever seen just best iteration of cyborg i've ever seen like animated anything so cool uh, i definitely recommend checking that out uh Cool, man. Well, Gio, here's your chance, man. Tell the world how you feel. Let it all out. Snyder cut. Go. So we've been waiting for this cut for years now, and I still can't get over the fact that it's happening. I think a lot of people feel the same way. You know, this is not just monumental for the comic book genre, but for filmmakers who have their visions their art robbed from them, whether it's before the, sh uh, the film starts shooting or during or after. And hopefully this leads to more filmmaker friendly uh, movies in the genre where they get to make their film and not have to be victims of studios 
overreaction to a tweet, uh, a Facebook post, or a Rotten Tomatoes score. So I'm going to keep celebrating. I'm going to keep talking about the Snyder Cut as much as I can, anywhere I can. And uh, I'm looking forward to this. There's great things coming for the DCEU. Awesome, man. I, I really hope so. I like, I know we joke about who's a bigger DC fan, but it doesn't matter. We both, we all love the DC properties. They are the most iconic superheroes of all time, regard like just, just throughout history. So they like, I hope I just want them to get it right. Like you have Superman. He is the superhero. Batman is arguably the most popular fictional character of all time. I mean, that's there's an argument to be made for that. So mm-hmm. they and Wonder Woman is just they're they're arguably the top three most popular superheroes in history. So they need to get them right, in my opinion. And they though they have the characters themselves for the most part they have, but they just need to. It's Justice League. Come on, Justice League was way more popular and well known than Avengers before they made the MCU. It was and. Now it's completely flipped, and because of these movies, so so we'll see. I'm I'm rooting for it. We have decades, and decades, and decades of stories to choose from. Pick one good one. Stick with it. Translate it to the screen as best you can. Especially, like I said, we'll Superman. Like there's there's so many great Superman stories to tell. Like it's, it shouldn't be this hard, but uh, <laughs> I know. And look, Just, I I want to see a Justice League too, and. But here's it. But I don't necessarily look. Maybe leave Batman out of it because we know Ben Affleck's not coming back. Not eh, that I want Batman eh, there. He's not. I wouldn't be so sure about that. Affleck, look, I would be the happiest person on earth if Batman, if Ben Affleck came back as Batman. But it's not going to happen. Uh, oh, oh man, this is deja look, vu. I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about to reshoot once, scenes for the Schneider. Once show. ago, I'm you said. About officially come back and play Batman in another once, movie. Months ago you said the Snyder cut should be happening. It's it's a uh, what'd you say? I I can't remember. We were sitting in Brian's house. I think you were to my right and <laughs> you said something about the Snyder cut. And it wasn't now. Now. <laughs> No, I said I, I, I said I wanna see it, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I said they're not gonna put the money into it. But here's the thing I was talking about theatrical release. Mm. Yeah, I don't and know. No, that HBO is, Max changed world, everything. The world was stuck at home either at the time, you know. Hey, AT and AT and T's a, a different a different beast. I'm telling you, they're, yeah, they're teasing they're teasing the hell out of it, and they the they got is, money. They bought Warner Ben Brothers. Affleck is not does mentally does not want to come back and play the character. Mm-hmm. He's dealing with too much. Bro, have you seen him talk about it? He's dealing with too yeah, much personally. What do you, he really do, you guys real are talking real. like it's, it's, it's last summer or even before way, way back was in theaters. No, ago, he did an interview where he talked about how what just how it was like the lowest one of the lowest points of his life, like not just because of Batman, but just just in general with everything he was dealing with there with himself, with his family, with uh, everything he was going through. On top of that, being you know, dealing with uh this turmoil with this character in these movies and then all the all the stuff he was getting uh uh you know all the negative uh 
from fans on negativity from fans and stuff. Like he doesn't want to go through any of that again. He's, you he's guys are revisiting. You guys are revisiting the past too much. You need to look at the reality. What he the is recent past that he, he is, said this recent past as in what? When did Justin say come out? Two years ago. I'm talking oh, about an interview he did. Like he two said this ago. stuff recently. Yes, and I just talking, watched an interview where he was talking about characters that he yes, played. The interview happened Batman a month and, ago. Because, but he's talking about from two years ago. Yeah, but he's saying that's how he feels now. Still, no. Oh, okay. He's talking about where tell, he's come from. Tell watch to, the interview. Tell, tell that to Anya De Armas. Yeah. He's still in a bad place. Give me a break. It's not about that. He doesn't want to go back to play the character. He may be in a good place, but he doesn't want to deal with that. So, so, so let let me ask you both. He would, he would not come back for Snyder. He'll do reshoots. He'll do reshoots for the Snyder cut. (laughs) Hey, I win. No, you don't. I've been saying this whole time. Okay. Okay. I just said, I'm not talking about reshoots for the Snyder cut. So, so it's impossible for him to have a good time shooting the stuff with Snyder that all of a sudden he likes the way things are going here. Hmm, I'm not too young. I'm only 48, 49 years old. I could do one movie or maybe two and finish out this character arc that Snyder and I talked about. That You're saying that's impossible? You're assuming Warner Brothers yes. wants him. Maybe they Again, won't. it's not Warner Brothers. It's It's a... It, it's AT and T. It's not Warner Brothers. I'm telling AT and T bought the Warner Brothers. Okay, the studio is Warner Brothers still. Zack Snyder. Warner Brothers still has a president and is not directing another DC movie that's, after. That's like saying uh, after. Yeah, Marvel's Snyder still guy. a studio, but they're owned by Disney. Yeah, they are. But Kevin Feige makes the decisions. It's not Bob. No, like people, the people, the suits aren't decided. They're not casting. <laughs> not, so you're telling me Kevin Feige makes decisions and does not have to run it by Bob Iger? No, that's why you put. That's why you delegate that. There's people that run Marvel and Lucasfilm and ESPN and ABC. Like so if Kevin, so so if Kevin Feige decided tomorrow to fire Chris Hemsworth, he wouldn't have to run that by Bob Iger, who is. Basically, who's the one who has to deal with the investors? Chris Hemsworth. Well, why would he fire Chris Hemsworth? That's not that's I'm something. Not talk, I'm theoretically. Well, that's that's theory, Gio. Like that's well, not. Well, first of all, uh, that would be a director decision, right? That would start with your director, your filmmaker, your director, because you're going to be undercutting that person. Uh-huh. And producers and your executive producers that will have to go through all those people first and then if it's going to go all the way up to the head of the studio which these issues like this rarely do can you watch entourage <laughs> it's your franchise it's your it's your it's your franchise star as far as i'm concerned if they weren't already making another batman movie then i would say maybe but it's not right. it's already it's not gonna happen and i'm not saying i don't want it but my oh point my was God. my point was that I think if the Snyder Cut is successful, I'd said this, that it, it bodes well for a Justice League 2, but a Justice League 2 with maybe Henry Cavill back as Superman, but a Justice League 2 with Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam, Superman, uh, Cyborg, and Green Lantern. That's what I think. And maybe Flash. Mm. We'll see. And Batman. No, I don't think Batman. Unless 
Robert Pattinson is the young Ben Affleck, and then he time travels. But we, that's getting crazy. <laughs> no, that's very possible. Flashpoint. It is. It's somehow Flashpoint brings young Bruce Wayne to modern day. Hey, I'm, I'd be cool with that. And then all of a sudden, the Batman movie is no longer just a Batman movie. It's Batman Beyond, and Ben Affleck's in that mentor role. Mentoring his younger self? <laughs> Why not? Maybe. Look, I I would love it if he came back as Batman. I He's my favorite Batman ever. But yeah, he's I'm, great. I'm just saying, don't 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 be don't be so sure to just throw it out the window. Okay, hang on to that. I mean, I would say it's just my opinion, but the man himself says he doesn't want to. (sighs) That was months ago, and he was talking about a time that happened two years ago. Okay, this is a different regime. Okay, this is this is AT and T. This is Zack Snyder. This is Dwayne Johnson. This is a new new era. In DC, hey, you know, Black Adam could be in uh, Justice League 2 too. As hey, well. He very well could be, yeah. Awesome. Well, well, thank you, Gio. That was fun, man. You got my blood boiling a little bit there. I uh, that's the conversation we wanted to have. It took uh, us a while, but once we got into we it, we had yeah. to. Um, <laughs> I feel like anytime we have we talk Schneider Cut, we got to bring you on or any or, DC topic or. I guess any DCEU topic. We Bring me say. back when the first trailer releases. Absolutely. We'll we'll. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Later, guys. Talk Peace to you later. All righty. There we go. Man, he knows how to uh, <laughs> get me going, man. Uh, well, yeah, so basically today, just to wrap up the show real quick, I don't, I don't think we're going to do uh, literature recommendations again unless you had something, did you? I'll make it fast. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, book, I actually uh, I asked Brian if he wanted to talk about that on Bartley and Barnes, but he said he wasn't that far yet. So have you started it? All right, we'll save it. I haven't I haven't uh, read it. My daughter's breezed through it in like two days or whatever. So oh, uh, so uh, you have you haven't read it yet though? No, not yet. So I actually was considering uh, well audio booking it. So are you okay. gonna read it? I was planning on it, yeah. Okay, if you're gonna read it, then maybe I will and. Look, turn the page doesn't have to be a uh, like a recommendation segment. It could just be us discussing the book too. It could, yeah. it's just literature topics. So maybe uh, start the book, and next episode we'll um, we'll discuss however far we get. Yeah. Okay. Get Brian awesome. on. Oh. Yeah. So we do have one more thing. I do have an assignment to assign you to. Uh, thank you for courtship of rivals. That was just a gift. I like. Yeah. I loved it. Um, but I have a question. Have you seen the gentleman? The gentleman, the Guy Ritchie uh, movie, the gentleman. Oh, Guy Ritchie movie, no. no All right, that is your assignment, and it's and probably going to cost you four ninety nine. But I promise oh, you, it's worth it. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I keep forgetting about that. You bring it up, and I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta watch that. Yeah, uh, Scott watched it. Watched uh, it. Your buddy Scott from the Panic at the Costco. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I haven't even. Oh, he did. He, yeah, he emailed us. I didn't. I didn't know what. Yeah, okay. he loved it. So, uh, there oh, you good. go, man. That's your assignment, the gentleman. Sweet. All right, I can't wait to watch that. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for this episode of Barley and Bars, man. This is so much fun. Just, I, I love talking sports, movies, any like 
just it's just a blast. Uh, yeah. Uh, any last thoughts, man, for the day? No, that's it. Uh, everyone, stay safe. Uh, be kind, kind to each other. Uh, and you know, support, support, uh, support everyone. That's I'll leave it at that. Yeah. No, I I echo those statements. Just look, we're all human beings. Just treat each other kindly. Like, yeah. just just do that, and we're we'll make it through all of this. Thank so, thank you everybody for watching, and for Keith Barnes, Jacob Bartley. This is Bartley and Barnes. Uh, we will see you all in a couple weeks. Bye.